following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Welcome to another episode of the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me I have... Yeah, Samurai Dorel Maddox. And... Editorial writer for ToonamiFaithful.com, CJ Maffers. And that's it! It is a, uh, intimate menage a trois. Mm-hmm. We'll pick up the slack. Yeah, so yeah, it, it should be alright. I mean, <laughs> we tried to have other people on, but other people were working or not available... So, uh, what you got? It's done. I like how we kind of rotate hosts lately. Yeah. It works. Uh, It keeps it fresh. Yeah. Jim, I heard what you said. (laughs) (laughs) Just so you know. So, of course, in, uh, in retaliation, one million years dungeon! need the clip Ooh. <laughs> oh boy oh. <laughs> oh man i love this already yeah so it's just the three of us today but we will do our best to entertain and inform you as always so to kick things off we have the akamiga kill recap <laughs> Comic Kill, episode 20, Kill the Carnage. Okay, in this episode of A Comic Kill, the Prime Minister creates an elite unit headed by his son, Sayura, that friggin' pervert, and just all around sicko. Uh, he just decides to do all kinds of crazy things, and then we shoot to Kurumi um, talking to Wave and Ruin, and of course, you know, they were sitting down eating, and Wave asks Karumi about her health, and she said that she was okay, and eventually she passes out, which makes Wave worried. Yeah, I know. Wave, you got your woman now, and yeah, you worried about her. Worried about her health. That's why you do it. But Look, he said the food know, wouldn't be as good as bowls, but I didn't think it would hurt somebody. I don't think it was the food, man. That was I know. Injury, just... You know, but then again, it could have been the food, man, you know. Maybe she just had a bad time of ache. But anyway, Night Raid plans to invade the Capitol's palace to kill the Prime Minister. And while they're doing that, Leone and Mine investigate the tunnels underneath the Capitol. And during this investigation, Leone teases Mine about her relationship with Tatsumi, much to Mine's chagrin. Which Leone says, well, that means that um, Tatsumi is still fair game. You know, so Mine had to kind of shut that down some <laughs> because she turned beet red. Hey, what oh, hell no. Exactly. Ah, a little sundry with the booty with no boobs, but she's still cute with the pink hair. You know, I don't know why, man. It's, you know, she do have that booty, man, when we saw in the bikini. But anyway, moving right along. Nagenda, Susano, and Akami meet with resistance spies in order to support the Revolution Army and break in, you know, break from within the palace. And Tatsu Man, love it. They convert, they meet up with a member of the resistance. 
And, you know, of course, Sayur and Mina and Bush um, toss me in Lubbock and, you know, all out fight ensues. And Sayura reveals that he was the one behind the modified Danger Beast and teleporting as Devin Tatsumi to the island. Oh, yeah, I was trying to get them reunited and feel so good. What can I say? And, of course, in comes the man himself who actually belongs on the Fist of the North style, Commander-in-Chief General Budo, man. Dude, just, like, bulked up, man. I mean, like, I do. I believe he just, like, took some steroids as his um, imperial arm or something. Like, just steroids. Like, dude was looking like a... He was just buff, man. I'm like, is this dude, like, that new Thunder God or something? But anyway, Budo and Tatsumi and, you know, they engaged in combat. And, you know, Budo is actually impressed because he's like, not many men can dodge, you know, attack from him. And, of course, Lubbock... Um, starts the battle Sayura, which is an awesome freaking battle. Um, Lubbock is just all over the place using cross tail, you know, using barriers, and Sayura's teleporting everywhere. But Lubbock is, you know, is always a reason to his madness. Of course, you know, thanks to Lubbock and his um, death flag warnings of doom. You know, we we about to get to that soon. I'm, I'm going to just kind of drag this out a little bit. You know, the battle keeps going on, and eventually Lubbock manages to get the upper hand on Sayura when he cuts his hand off with um, Crosstail because Sayura was trying to send him into the abyss, and that wasn't going to happen. So Lubbock just wrapped him in and pulled him right on in with him. And, of course... Lovick gets stabbed in the back by the spy because she thought by stabbing Lovick and killing him, her family would be saved, much to her notice. Her family was already dead because that's the kind of jerk that Sayura is. And, of course, Lovick managed to kill Sayura with um, Crosshair, he explained, you know, that Sayura was leading him to every port because of his teleporting. And, of course, we see our buddy, our boy, Lubbock, fall from the sky onto Spears and Spikes, man, where he smiled and he asked, he wanted an agenda to notice him. Way to do it, Lubbock. Your death flag assured your death because you wanted to be with an agenda. Dude, you don't do that. You just don't do that. But you died a beautiful death, man. I thought it was beautiful, man. Because you fought, you won, and you had a smile on your face, man. That's the way I want to go, too. Of course, Budo manages to capture Tatsumi, and Tatsumi watches helplessly as, you know, you know, during this time, you know, during the fight, he actually watches um, Lubbock fall to his death and get stabbed. And the capital sentences Tatsumi to death, which his death makes a comment, I won't let anyone take away, take you away from me. And, you know, it's starting to get deep, people. Akami got killed. What? Let's see. This was episode 20, so we got, like, what, about four episodes left now? Four episodes left. Yeah, people, it's coming down I, to I those. Know I know, it's coming down to those waning moments. We're uh, rushing to the conclusion because this is a filler ending. <laughs> yeah, it's a filler yeah, ending, but, dude, it was still a good episode, man, because you, you got to have respect for Lubbock, man. He really went. I all have out. grown respect for Lubbock in the most recent episodes. I mean, he seemed like a bit of a, you know, you didn't really know what to expect from him. And then that recent fight when he really showed his stuff, it was like, man, 
I'm not gonna underestimate Lubbock again. No, <laughs> dude, dude, Crosstail was the ish, man. Yeah. I mean, that Imperial Arms suited his style, man, because Lubbock isn't necessarily like a close range fighter. You know, he's a misdirection type guy and long range, so that's the reason why Crosstail was just perfect, man. He was actually a good strategist and with the things that he did with misdirection, but of course, after, you know, Tatsumi has been um, captured, of course, you know, they told the prime minister that uh, Sayura's dead. And for a moment, we thought that he was sad. And then he this got over that right quick. real quick, man. He started laughing, man. I'm like, <laughs> like oh, well, it's a decent trade. <laughs> like, your only son just died, man. Yeah, well, he sorry. was kind of a douche. So whatever. Yeah, Sketch, you you were pretty happy when he went away, didn't you? Like Dr. Stylish. Yeah. No, that was Dr. Girlfriend, man. I mean, seriously. I was happier when this guy died than Dr. Stylish. I mean, Dr. Hey, Stylish was weird, but he didn't seem like a total creep. I can't lie, though, man. The Prime Minister actually made Gendo friggin' Ikari <laughs> look like father of the year, man. No lie. He made Gendo look like father of the year. But he's still that, competing with Goku, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think Goku's had that title since, what, 1999 or something? Something like that. But yeah, Gendo, I mean, the Prime Minister really did make Gendo look like... And later we'll talk about mother of the year. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, but anyway, just to finish this off, though, you know, with Tatsumi being captured, you know, Isdell, you know, she actually volunteers to do the job herself, so... She's gonna make good on her word to torture Tatsumi, so that's how we end this um coming got kill recap. Man, I feel bad for Tatsumi though. I don't know. I, no, you don't. I uh, I wonder if Ez Death is gonna gonna let her emotions get the better of her here. Dude, she's a pretty logical person, man, but you know, she just like super ex girlfriend, man. She's about to make him pay. Yeah, well that's true. Dude, trust me. It would have been positive or negative when you say the words make him pay. I mean, <laughs> what are we, I mean, who are we talking about here? I'll put it to you like this, man. If she's anything like my ex-girlfriends, man, who have tried to run me over, stab me, <laughs> it's going to probably be that type of party. But I will say for uh, Lubbock's character, he at first he annoyed me a lot. Like, I thought he was just that, that male character that's just a perv that just is like, Oh, I want to see what Leon's doing. Oh, I want to see what mine, Akami, blah, blah, blah. But you're right. You kind of, even though he died, and I wish you could see a little more with him and his love interest, but you kind of saw him go through a cycle, like a full cycle. You know, he, he shows his true colors at the end, but like you saw gro- grow throughout this, throughout this show where it's like you see, oh, he actually does have a brain. Oh, he actually can kill people. Oh, he actually, you know. He pays attention to what he's supposed to do. Like he didn't let any uh, female villains really get the better of him. No, which, no, he, which you would think would uh, happen. He knew exactly what, what they would try to do. Yet he falls for the town's girl's backstabbing. Yeah, he's uh he's had a bad run of luck when it came to dealing with uh, spies. <laughs> Dude, seriously, like the one chick that he could have had was one of the rock um, Shasa demons, man. Mm-hmm. And if I, I swear, man, if this had been like any other time, he probably could have got with that chick because she said he was so her type. So that means Agenda Senpai would have been out of the picture. Well, I guess you could say maybe they could meet up in the afterlife. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, and man. The, and the tears. 
Well, that depends on whether they inhale or not. But then again, it could be in the one with like. Well, the they're cool definitely not both in heaven. <laughs> hey, you never know, man. It could have repented at the last moment. <laughs> Which one? Repented he didn't get some of his Nijanda right there. Yeah. Well, you know, hey. Well, None of that. It's All okay. I'd say is, man, love, you're falling, you're falling, you're falling. Just, just you know, find a way to turn around so you don't land on the pikes. <laughs> well, the thing is, man, after he finished that, he had resolved the point that he was going to die, and he accepted his fate, man. He sure, took, he, he died a voice after that point, bro. <laughs> the one thing I kept thinking was, hey, remember that scene in Sword Art Online when Liz and Kirito were falling through the sky like this? Huh. Yeah. That went a lot better. <laughs> yeah. Like no repercussions whatsoever. <laughs> or in no game, no life. <laughs> oh, man. I thought we were in no game, no life when he was in that alternate universe, man. Oh, it did totally look like it, didn't it? Yeah, it did. All those colors and stuff. Yeah. That was actually really cool, too. That finale yeah. uh, in that like ultimate dimension. I was like, oh, wow, this is actually kind of interesting. The world of Discord. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Was well, uh was pretty interesting for sure. Well, I think we rambled along about this enough now. Want to get some of those topics back there, Mr. Sketch? Mm-hmm. All right. First off, Frank Full Metal, and now Tatsumi enters full-on harem. Pretty <laughs> sure he was already there, but it it definitely sealed the deal with that conversation between mine and Leone. Yeah. I do have a question. Is, does it still count as a harem if he has a girlfriend? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. it does. Okay. <laughs> Refer back to Tichi Muyo. <laughs> You'll get it. <laughs> because if all those other girls want him that bad, it's still a harem. <laughs> That's when Leon goes up to Tatsumi and is like, I love the competition. Actually, I would sooner reference Love Hina because eventually he does yeah. pick one of them. But yeah, full on harem. And uh, I don't know. I kind of don't feel like he deserves it at all. Why not, dude? I he's you know he's a decent guy, but oh, I don't I don't I don't get it. I mean, I I sooner see reasons to like Kirito. I really do. So I'm I'm a little baffled with that one. But you know, whatever. Sketch. You should write. You should write an article on that. Actually, that'd be pretty interesting. <laughs> Tatsumi versus Kirito, Kirito, the ultimate showdown. Showdown. Waifu beam engage. Yeah, pretty, pretty, pretty much. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Like seriously, why did why did why did they all like Tatsumi? I, I uh, because he was innocent, man. Sure, we'll go with that. They don't <laughs> like him because he's the main character. Let's. Dude, he's an innocent country bumpkin who wasn't really looking at them like that. Loving, on the other hand, <laughs> yes. And you know, they was barking up the wrong tree with Bulat, man. Yeah, uh-huh. true, true. Bulat wanted the booty. Mm-hmm. That man's butt. Also, when, uh, when uh, what was his name? The the big guy. General Budo? Yeah, General Budo. When General Budo was talking about how Tatsumi must have trained very hard i was kind of like really i don't think he he did that much training between all of that time but you know maybe it was off screen but well, you know you gotta look at the stuff that bulat put him through man in the beginning that's true that, did, that was some brutal training man he did put him through he trained him well training. yeah but it kind of seemed like 
instantly got better at a point. Well, you know, the memory of bro, man, motivated him. No, no, no. Here, here's a theory. Maybe it's his imperial arms. It has, it's like, uh, you know how, like, um, there might be, like, some little kicker where, like, he keeps growing and growing, like, in uh, RPG games where you have, like, a really, mm-hmm. really weak character. And if you keep training them, they actually, like, become stronger than any of, like, the strong characters could ever be. Well, that's the whole thing about Incursio anyway. It's still, a, it's a, actually a living Imperial Arms because it was made from a dragon. Mm. So it still has that ability to grow and evolve to the um, user. Yeah, fair enough. So this from Allison. Well, that was an FMA reference episode of Economica Kill. Also, they killed the Peeping Tom. Pervert. Boo. No, it Allison probably be more like boo. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you have to learn Allison's ways before you can emote like that. Boo. I feel like uh, Sketch was on a one-man crusade of like, no, this is not Full Metal. He's not Scar. <laughs> He's not. We need to Dude, stop this Do now. not compare these characters. I'm sorry. I know that's what they were going for, but it's just insulting. <laughs> <laughs> really? His weapon's named Shambhala. Really? Hey, hey, Lubbock is the conqueror of Shambhala. <laughs> yes, I've been waiting to use that one. <laughs> Get caught in the crosstails. Mm-hmm. This from Rob Barracuda. Mm, what to say? Ooh, that you only meant when. Well, of course you did. For Lubbock, obviously. Thank you, Jason Derulo. <laughs> <laughs> From Rogue Warlord, they killed Lubbock. Those bastards! I will dance in the street running with their blood as their corpses burn! That sounds kind of interesting. I might want to do that myself. He, he was a lovable character. Yeah. Yeah. He grew on me, for sure. Like, I initially liked that he you know, he didn't fall for the tricks of, of women. Because my boy Sanji... Oh. Dude, I was just about to say that Sanji dude the whole day long. Sanji, you could learn a lot from Lovick. <laughs> Sanji really could. Sketch, like, sketch. Why do you got to open that kind of wound, man? I get way too frustrated when people talk about Sanji, man. I, just, I uh, it drives me nuts. I know. I know. Sanji. I've always been more of a Zoro fan myself. Well, I'm not even gonna get into like One Piece characters I really like, but it's just he could be so much better. Oh yeah, he really hey, could be. This is the year of Sanji, apparently. So maybe, yeah, he, maybe, maybe, get maybe, maybe, maybe. So yeah, lots of lots of folks devastated at the passing of Lubbock. At the Iron Blooded Hero, really enjoyed this episode of A Comic Kill. Time for Night Raid to avenge Lubbock next time. Well, yeah, obviously. Or they got fail. revenge for Shell and Chelsea, so yeah, they'll probably get it for Lubbock. Dude, that Chelsea death still. Ooh. That, that, I, when I was watching that the first time, I was just like, that went zero to a hundred real quick. <laughs> I mean, like seriously, dude, we wanted to see her on the pole, man, but not like that. I'm surprised Tsunami showed it too. I was like, okay, all right, I'm I'm happy for it because I'd rather be shown without. They played Helsing. I was just don't even worry about it. <laughs> I guess maybe the earlier time I thought maybe, but I mean, if you have young kids watching Toonami now, it's kind of like <laughs> lock your TV. <laughs> that wholesome PG Dragon Ball Z Kai, and then TVMA could come and go kill episodes <laughs> with as death. Oh, yeah. Speaking of as death. 
Blatch Zero writes in, first he was talking about how uh, he's kind of excited about what's going to happen to Tatsumi, but he went on to say, if he isn't going to end up as Ez Death's slave, I would not mind it all seeing his grisly end. It's, it's dark. It's dark. I mean, I don't really like the guy, but I don't really want him to die. <laughs> Somebody's got to live through this show. <laughs> well, you know, you can't always live, man. You know, sometimes you just got to die. Yep, and some people are just too stupid to live. Exactly. Like Kana. <sighs> oh, okay. I like Kana, so it, it kills me that she just wouldn't listen. But we're not at uh, Parasite yet. At Gamer for Life 123 lets us know that the OST that we've always been hearing as the opening for Akamiga Kill, except for the first week, is named Lightning God Aldromelech. And that is what played when Tatsumi was fighting. What was his name again? General Budo. Budo, right. So that was the song that was playing when Tatsumi was squaring off with Budo. At which point I went, oh, so that's where that's from. Yeah. <laughs> did it play I before? Like I don't feel like it did. I don't uh, think I've heard it before. I don't think so either. Huh. Neat. Maybe it's like his theme song. Ah, uh, yes. And somebody who's just plain can't get over how much they dislike this show lord terminal writes in and don't anyone still say that this show is good as junk food anime i don't like junk food from a garbage can yeah it's still good junk food anime and guess what if you're hungry enough you eat anything from a garbage can <laughs> hunger is the best spice really doesn't like uh kami got kill huh yeah okay. you know i I have a complicated relationship with the comic of Kill at this point because it it really punishes you for liking characters, and I don't appreciate that. And it also tries to make very unsympathetic characters somehow sympathetic, and that is not a good idea. It also has a lot of cases where you do genuinely like some of the good guys and the bad guys, quote. But... Uh, yeah, I think ultimately in the end it's going to feel pretty mediocre overall. And so that would be yeah. that would be your guess because I was going to ask like sketch like not on a scale like one to ten, but so far since we're only four episodes out, would you call this show really like a successful one? Meh, in the middle, like broke even, failure kind of thing. I would put it as a, as a success personally. I feel it's fairly middling. Hmm. Maybe it's because like now uh, it's kind of separating from what the uh, source material is. Maybe that's where it kind of goes downhill, right? Well, I don't they, know. They it can... might actually have a decent finish, so we'll, well see. Like, no, they, they took out the comedy, you know, because in the beginning there was a lot of comedy. There was a lot out. of comedy. And honestly, you know, that didn't bother me that much. It was occasionally whiplashy, but at the same time, kind of okay. Dude, but the thing is, it's a bloody gory anime, which I enjoy, so... Yeah. You know, once we get to the end of you know, I get my final thoughts on the comic got kill all over. Okay. I just, eh, it's hard for me to, like, really go against uh, what the ratings are saying with it anyway, but, like, I, I've enjoyed it. I find it fun. I, for some reason, too, I really enjoyed the music in uh, the first battle with Akami and, like, that uh, 
when before oh, yeah, the fights like, kills Tatsumi. really good sometimes. They're just stunning fights. So no no complaints there. And there are certainly characters to like. It's just I don't know if they the some okay. of its parts is quite there. Look, yeah, as I have said, man, some characters just don't have a horse's chance like in Attack on Titan in a comic got killed. <laughs> <laughs> that's just how Attack on Titan is the greatest uh, metaphor. <laughs> no, you were, you were waiting for that, weren't you? Attack on Titan. No, I said it a couple of times, man. I just need to reiterate that point, though. <laughs> I know. All right. Well, we only got four episodes left, and we are speeding towards the finish. We'll see how the body count ends in the final episodes. But now it's time for our Parasite recap. Parasite, episode 13, Hello Sadness. Hello darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Because a vision softly creeping Left its seeds while I was sleeping And the vision that was planted in my brain still remains within the sun. Shinichi is still disturbed by Kana's death, but he can't feel anything about it, really. He, he can't show emotion about it. And that's making people concerned with him, because obviously, if you are the one who's there at the scene of the crime... And holding the dead person in your arms, you're expected to feel something and show some kind of reaction. And he realizes that he's not doing that and it's weirding people out, but he doesn't quite understand it at first. So, of course, it has to dawn on him later. Meanwhile, the Parasite Council or the Council of Parasites or the Parasites of Doom, I don't know. I keep it going. I like the, these the, names. <laughs> the Council of Parasites of Doom. Sure. Why, why not? Which includes uh, Ryoko Tamina and uh, those other parasites that uh, are trying to work their way into the government, among others. These parasites are discussing the recent situation. You know, they're all kind of thinking it was a good thing that that particular parasite got killed because he was reckless. He went out of his designated area, attacked another parasite, blah, blah, blah. But they're concerned with who defeated that particular parasite. And Tamiya assures them that it must have been Shinichi and that he is a valuable test subject and specimen to keep an eye on. While the rest of them are very concerned about Shinichi as a potential threat, as well they should be. <laughs> Damn those Sith Lord parasites. <laughs> then we get to see a little bit of how uh, uh, Tamara's rearing a child. <laughs> oh, man. She ain't winning no Mother of the Year awards at all. I don't know. I'm not sure if I should be terrified or impressed that she managed to get that kid to quiet down instantly. <laughs> I'm impressed. Dude. You know how many airplanes I've been on with a kid crying forever? Yeah. Please. It's... I'll I'll take what she what she's doing, please. Where's you know what I, I you know you need I'm, I'm gonna have to rephrase that. You know I actually like what she did because you know what, just because of what CJ said, and we'll have to deal with the library with little kids running around acting a dang on donkey. Yeah, that's worse. Yeah, 
but it sure freaked out the babysitter. <laughs> I mean, dude, it shouldn't even. I would have been impressed. I mean, she just whispered in his ear. What did she say to him? She just said, "Be quiet." Yeah, in kind of a nasty tone, but really not. Just kind of like, "Be quiet." But the way she held him when she took him in the room, though, man. Oh, oh yeah, that was a little disturbing, but... Like, he's not a puppy! No, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. And she would definitely leave a puppy in a trash can. <clears throat> no, oh, no, no. But she's observing the baby. It's kind of like, well, he needs to be a bit bigger before I can really test this child. <laughs> but she's also it interested in like- testing Shinichi. And she sent a private investigator named uh, Shiro Kuramori. Sent him to follow Shinichi and try to catch him in the acts, so to speak. Anyway, she has this guy follow him and then sends some thugs to attack Shinichi to see what he'll do. And then later asks this guy if uh, his right hand did anything weird. If there was anything out of the ordinary, but the guy's like, no, nah, man, this kid's just got mad skills. <laughs> yeah, he did have some mad skills there. But he's still determined to see if there is anything else up with Shinichi because he's an interesting person because of all the things surrounding the recent murder, the fact that his mother has disappeared, and all of that. Plus, he's got the incredible physical prowess, so he's still following him, and eventually when Migi and Shinichi are having a conversation over where Khan had died, you know, away from Shinichi's father, because Migi tells him, you know, when you get loud, it might alert your father and concern him. Oh, yeah, that's probably a good good point, Migi. Good, good point. Migi's always right. <laughs> Not all. Well, technically, yes. But... Yeah. Bringing it back. <laughs> This guy follows Shinichi, and he catches a glimpse of Migi, and Migi immediately goes on the attack, and Shinichi tries to stop him and successfully lets the guy get away. But now they're not really sure what to do about the whole situation. So uh, the next day, Shinichi just kind of listens for the guy in the near proximity, and sure enough, finds him, and freaks him out, and he runs away again. And it's just kind of... What I gotta deal with this? This this is awful. But as if his days were not worse, he has another awkward conversation with Satomi, in which he heavily debates whether or not he will tell her all of the truth. But obviously he can't, so he doesn't, and they end that conversation on a low note, to be sure. These kids, they just they just can't work it out. No, they can't. There's still hope, I think. There's still a little bit of hope. Uh, you know, it's just like high school with them. <laughs> <laughs> this high school nonsense, I mean, really. It's like being a dope for once. <laughs> I mean, this isn't any different from Hog and I, honestly. <laughs> Uh, well, Hog and I didn't have uh, monstrous parasites killing people. Text. Says you. <laughs> not how you're watching it. <laughs> I actually haven't seen Hog and I, but uh, uh. I think I know enough about it to understand what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> that girl is a parasite, isn't she? 
Yes, she is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I'm sorry. I just it, it, it's almost as if like we were watching a slice of life kind of thing with the ending. Yeah. It's like Shinichi, why don't you talk to me? Can't you see he's conflicted? Jeez, woman. I mean, he You're getting jealous over a dead body. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me, you got problems, girl? I mean, this is not Sankaria. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is not your golden time. Oh, ooh, oh ooh. man. <laughs> Kids love it. <laughs> so um, that about covers everything that happened in this episode of Parasite. And here are the talkbacks. First up from Bluebird Japan, Rashonda. Relationships are hard. Yeah, you were telling me. The last two just left me and didn't tell me the reason why. Mm. <laughs> Alcohol's easy. Oh. Frankful oh. Metal writes in, That scene with Shinichi and Murano pulls at my heartstrings every time. Allow me to clip those heartstrings, Frank, and they won't be pulled anymore. <laughs> oh. oh. You okay. <laughs> Benjamin Pajon writes in, You're his last link to humanity, girl. Don't leave him. Mm. It's true. Yeah, you got a good point there, because she is a saving grace. Yeah, that's... I imagine if he didn't have anyone. Oh my <laughs> god, he would just be on a murder spree like a parasite, only vice versa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at the real Don East writes in, what keeps me watching is Shinichi and Murano, hoping that we'll f- they will finally work things out. Shinichi needs some happiness. Yeah, he does. Shinichi's got a hard life. It's a hard not life for us. Joshua Knighton writes in, okay, I like dad's bear slippers. Yes, I know it's a dramatic scene, but darn it, bear slippers. <laughs> they look That's mighty awesome comfortable. <laughs> those those slippers did might look mighty comfortable, man. Mm-hmm. On yeah. Amazon for thirteen ninety five. I don't know. They're, I don't know if they are. Dude, somebody's going on Amazon exactly. now. for those now. <laughs> you have said it, and then it, it will be done. It's on the internet, it must be true. Don't you know we have that power around here? We make things happen. We the power warriors. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> Ed Gamer for Life 123 writes in, Shinichi wants to feel again. You shouldn't have said that, man. Sketch doesn't like when people say his feels. That's There's true. a difference. Feel. The definition. To feel That's... something. <laughs> That's fine. That's. I, I have well, no it's... qualms with that. When you stick the S at the end, then I have a problem. Uh-oh. Well, can I have the feels when I drink a bottle of booze in? Only if you're feeling the bottle. <laughs> oh my God. Well, it has happened before. <laughs> and Connor's all like, why don't you feel me? Oh, uh, boy. Notice me, senpai. Ed Jericho Ya writes in, I seem to relate to Shinichi more than any of the other characters. So, should we be concerned that you might be part parasite? Hey, look here, you can be part parasite just as long as you don't touch my alcohol, dude. Trust me, I become stronger than parasite if you touch my booze. Darrell, the strongest there is. (laughs) And MXK Ghost writes in, 
I think the real parasite is in Shinichi's school. People died in this school, and it's still open. <laughs> that is I a good would agree with you. Biggest, that is the biggest plot hole, I think, of the entire show. <laughs> I, like I think Paul really has a point. Why wouldn't these students just transfer? Because this is not a good place to be. I know, man. I was like, look, here, after the first attack, man, I probably would have transferred to another school, period. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the, fool the me once, shame on you. Fool me twice. I'm going to get Lumi. myself killed. Could you imagine the Board of Education being like, um, yeah, this keeps happening. We're moving. We need to at least, like, we'll keep everyone, but we're going to a different building. This is p- apparently cursed. Yeah, you I mean, think that that would uh, come up at some point, but... Dude, it had about as much as a high body count as dang on High School of the Dead, man. <laughs> <laughs> need a tally. I mean, Sentai's doing the kill counter for a Kami Got Kill. Let's, let's get it for Parasite and High School of the Dead. Contest. Contest. <laughs> I mean, just need to get the counter, man. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Drinking game, Darrell. Mm-hmm. You know what? That is a good. Oh man, sweet. Okay, people. <laughs> new drinking game. Buy the counter every time somebody dies. Take a shot. I hope your livers are covered. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Well, as I was not here for the last episode recap, I just gotta say. That part when Shinichi wrecks that other parasite was awesome. Yes, it was. <laughs> oh, I mean, man. Just ripped his freaking I, heart out. Dude, the only thing I could think about, man, was that Lil Jon song, song. To the window! To the wall! And he really did go through that wall, man. He sure did. Mortal Kombat meets Parasite. <laughs> With Lil Jon playing in the background. Yeah! <laughs> Dude, seriously, I need somebody to do a video with that man when Shinichi just slams him through the wall when they play Lil Chud. <laughs> well, now that will be a thing, too. Yay. <laughs> and that does it for our Parasite Recap. Now, the time has come to talk about the other things on Toonami this week. And among those was a review for Fallout 4, which I think was a very amusing review. It was actually. It seemed more like they were doing like a comedy bit, but like, I, like I, I was laughing through it. I was, yeah. I thought it was great. Who needs food? <laughs> Ooh, bottle caps. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Tom, Tom plays Fallout Four like I play Borderlands. I must have all the guns. <laughs> that is a great game. Sketch. Is it, do you have it for Xbox? Uh no, I have it for PlayStation. Uh, uh... I know! Gosh, everybody I know who plays Borderlands has it for Xbox. And now I'm sad. What you gonna do? But yeah. Play some Fallout. I need to get uh, that. It was an amusing, amusing game review. Uh, I like the game reviews where Tom and Sarah have some good banter, and I, I think they're gonna do it more like that from now on. It seems like that's a direction that they're going with game reviews, which is nice. I like it. Oh, yeah. I will say, I think Darrell wrote the script where it's like, Tom, you shot an unarmed uh, robot. Well, he should have been armed. <laughs> that that sounds like something I would have said. <laughs> Ooh, bottle caps. <laughs> <laughs> That's more like it. <laughs> <laughs> just, oh, uh, too good. And Sarah's just trying to explain the, you know, the actual situation that's going on in the game. And Tom's was like, yeah, but I like to just screw it around. <laughs> it's fun. 
But they also point out, I think this is the first review they've ever done where they pointed out that there's glitches, which is interesting. They but, still gave it a high number, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, they did. He probably would have given it a 10 if not for those. I kind of get that feeling. But maybe not. Good stuff there. I also like the the review they did for... Uh, actually, I want to check out that uh, Galaxy game. <laughs> you can go full Macross mode. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah, game reviews are back, which uh, highly implies that Tom and Sarah used that uh, machine to replicate a game console. <laughs> but which one? Uh, I suppose technically they could have uh, replicated the necessary things to run it on a computer. They certainly got computers. Or maybe they just have that particular priority that, hey, you know, we don't mind being stranded on this deserted planet, but you got to send us some video games to play. (laughs) What else is there to do when you're stranded on a planet? Look for ways to get off the planet? (laughs) Um, Let's see. That sounds too hard. Okay, things to do when you're stranded on the planet. Look for food, water, booze, and ways to mate with their women if it's possible. And none of these are uh, things that Tom and Sarah need to do. (laughs) So, I guess that answers that question. No, those are things that Derail would do. (laughs) (laughs) But as Tom said, who needs food? Certainly not a robot or an AI. (laughs) (laughs) And somebody else wanted to chime in about the uh, game review, so on to our miscellaneous talkbacks. This from Joshua Knighton. Funny, Tom talks about these games, but never tells us how much they cost. Some of us are on a budget, dude. I don't think that's actually entirely true. I seem to recall a review at some point that mentioned a game being very affordable. I think. (laughs) I feel like that happened at least once. But yeah, generally speaking. But do they really need to tell you that? I mean, you can do your own research. <laughs> Not only that, that's just being just, lazy. The price just keeps going up, but it's like after you buy one Xbox One game or one PS4 game, it's pretty much the same. It's either lower or just at that cap. Yeah, it's you know, it's pretty much fifty or sixty dollars, regardless. Where are you getting games for fifty dollars? I'll take that. You can get them for cheaper. <laughs> there was a time when a Nintendo Entertainment System game cost sixty dollars. Yeah. I mean, Wait, you mean the whole system, right? <laughs> no, when a Nintendo first came out, it was like, um, I think, like, 100 bucks. Like, I had old magazines that have uh, advertisements for Nintendo Entertainment System games like the Darkwing Duck video game, $60 at Toys R Us. Like, Little Nemo, Bionic Commando, Contra, Super Contra, Battletoads. It was just kind of the price that video games have always been, really. But that yeah. is a whole other topic. Yeah, we're not going retro tonight, people. <laughs> Don't we might it. Yeah. Darn you, Tom and Sarah, <laughs> for showing us all these cool games that we can't buy because we have no monies. <laughs> you dang millennials, go get a job. Hey, I have a job. I have a job. I do too. Okay. Well, you're good then. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Give me a job to pay more money. <sighs> yeah, I would like that. <laughs> now, on to the other miscellaneous talkbacks. This from Jefferson Craig. Six wishes granted in a single episode. That's got to be a record, right? Only if they're Namekian Dragon Balls. 
They work faster. <laughs> or I should say they regenerate faster. No, I ain't gonna even I ain't gonna even make that dirty, man. I'm gonna just let that go. At the real dawn, East writes in, in the end, Boma's hot as hell, Goku's a deadbeat dad, some things never change. But it's so glorious every time. <laughs> I don't consider Goku to be a deadbeat dad, because at least he was in their lives. Sort And show concern <laughs> for his kids, unlike Gendo Ikari yet again. Yeah. And he did kind of die, so I mean... Well, that time... It's not exactly like he's dead. leaving. <laughs> Gohan's not fatherless. Piccolo's still around. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, Piccolo the one that's got a chip on his shoulder. <laughs> I mean, and then on top of that, man, Saiyan males are not exactly fatherhood material in the first place, man. That Look is... at what Bardock did to Goku. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the logic stands. True. True. But Saiyans that don't fall on their head or aren't part human tend to be pretty terrible people initially <laughs> so there's also that <laughs> terrible kids terrible parents ter terrible everybody until they try to retcon it yeah uh, i think we're gonna do a father day special man worst fathers in anime history at <laughs> times i uh, you know goku's a good person he's yes. a savior of the universe whether or not he's a good dad, highly debatable. <laughs> it's like he gets into court where he's like, you haven't paid child support. He's like, are you kidding me? I saved the earth like 17 times. You're yeah, not going to give me a pass uh, on this? Saving the earth don't make you no money. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, in 2012, he did save the earth from destruction. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'll suck if y'all don't get that reference. <laughs> Michael Morris writes in, it was nice to see Fu's dice rolling skills again. I totally yes, it forgot was. about that. It's just nice to see Fu again. I know. Mm -hmm. Even though she does have small boobs. I just mean the show entire. Like, I'm so. I, you guys have no idea how much I'm just, like, so excited every time Champloo comes on, man. Oh. Well, I got it on oh. DVD. I got it on DVD, so, you know. Same here, but, like, I've watched it three times. This will be fourth. Like three full. I've already I've watched like certain episodes probably like a ton, but it's just I, I could watch this all the time. Yeah. It's a good show. Good enjoyable show. That caught me off guard because I didn't remember that. She's like she's just totally ready. <laughs> like just she's good. <laughs> I mean, it was like the amalgamation of hip hop and samurai just coming together, man. No, Fu can play any kind of part she's needed. Prostitute, Fu dice roller. Fu Food taster. <laughs> Street performer. Geisha. <laughs> Tidy whitey girl. Go. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, Ah, <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward Fresh. to getting back to the baseball episode. Oh, man. Oh, oh that episode, dude. That was the most deadliest game of baseball ever. Mm -hmm. Hey MLB, take notice. Watch when it airs. We will. I will tweet at you. Be like, hey, you want more people in the stands? Here you go. <laughs> this is how you make baseball interesting. <laughs> I mean, I like baseball anyway, but th that's like ten times better. Dude, I only like baseball when I'm actually at the freaking stadium drinking beer. Oh, of course. 
That's that. It has to be a Adam Brady's game on top of that. <laughs> Any other team, I'm gonna have to be. I need spirits, man. <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, I am spiritual. <laughs> and we have a double header from J.C. Mon, Jafis and Craig. This regarding the character of Lil in the current One Piece filler. Don't trust her, Robin. Lil killed her brother Phil, and now she has a thirst for blood. Mm. Rugrats is on Snap. Wow. Yeah, that's a reference. At <laughs> <laughs> Singeku writes in, Toonami was a little grim last night, eh? Maybe I'm overreacting. What's going on? Everyone is dead! Never mind. Don't worry about it. It's okay. There uh, certainly we'll was survive. a lot of that's the most important. killing in because... uh, the past couple of tsunamis. That's that's for sure. And I assure you, the next couple of tsunamis will probably have a decent amount of death as well. All I can say, Sin Goku, is just listen to Blood on the Risers and you'll understand. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is just the nature of the programming that we have on right now. We have a comic a kill. There's lots of people dying that. We have parasites. Lots of people, people and that. things die in that. And well, actually, they don't necessarily die. They get consumed, man. So uh, well, that's, they that's, are that's nourishment, cool. which means that they're they're producing energy, man. Well, that's one way to look at it. <clears throat> it's the they're circle like, of life, man. They're like burgers. But soylent green is people. <laughs> oh, there you go. Better reference right there. But that Sorry. one that uh, Shinichi just killed, no, he didn't. Nope. <laughs> that dude was a loose cannon. No. No. Yeah. He uh, he ended a couple of parasites himself, and he, he certainly did not eat them. But also, Samurai Champloo has a lot of people who die in it. So, and it's glorious that. every time. <laughs> so glorious. The way of the samurai. I mean, it was like it was like the, the different Yakuza faction. You had Honorable Yakuza... And then you actually had a Yakuza who was just a two-bit thug, man, who just had no morals. He likes being a thug. Hey. <laughs> Yakuza means broken hand. That does it for our miscellaneous talkbacks. So it was another lovely night of Tsunami. Though the, the whole Naruto and One Piece filler thing is kind of a bummer. <laughs> oh, you, you are not kidding about that, man. I, I'll at least say this, and... I hope I don't get any like Naruto fans upset, but I, I enjoy the One Piece filler like ten times more than <laughs> the Naruto's filler, especially this. Is the observation one. that the Naruto filler villains have the most ridiculous ninjutsu <laughs> or costumes? Yeah, yeah, that too. But it was nice to see uh, Hinata step up in this most recent episode. It was a little short-lived, however. <laughs> yeah. Right. Are you really surprised by that? No. She's still more useful than Sakura. Nope. <laughs> and Naruto got inside of a giant frog, which well, now requested mouthwash. And wouldn't you? <laughs> Nobody yeah. wants Naruto in their mouth. Just put him in your mouth. <sighs> nope. That one nope, 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 nope. And that guy thought he could dodge Luffy's punches. <laughs> Not very smart. <laughs> That's one great line. Luffy's like, I'll break everything but his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, at least that's fun. Now, doggone it, Sanji. Just stop. 
And Usopp set that girl's face on fire. <laughs> Usopp, like, I swear, he, he he was one of the most annoying ones for me when I first started watching One Piece, but man, I, I can't live without his humor. And, like, the rubber band of doom, his five-ton hammers, and, like, now this. It's just, I'm so glad he's he's a straw hat. I'm glad he came back. Usopp really is the heart of the show. Yeah, he is. He needs a D in a middle name. Let's just let's just Usopp D. There you go. Usopp D. Usopp D. <laughs> you just got Usopp D. <laughs> Sniper Usopp King. D, yes. Usopp D. Sniper King. There we go. Usopp D. Sniper King. Oh. That does sound a lot better. I know Usopp D sounds like he's going to be featured with Fetty Wap in a new single. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, dude, please do not mention <laughs> Fetty Wap ever again. I shall kill you if you ever mention that name again. Well, there's certainly been something that's been on our minds for a while now regarding what could happen to Toonami in the future and how the market changes of the recent years could be affecting Toonami's way of business. And the time has come to discuss that a little bit more at length. I'm going to actually open this up to CJ first uh, regarding the uh, the way the markets has changed, the influx, even greater influx of the streaming presence that could be affecting what Toonami can feasibly get. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, CJ? It's definitely troubling. And I put that not like, oh my God, we're all doomed kind of thing. It's just, you know, it's kind of a downer because you look up, or try to look up uh, what uh, streaming company, what uh, cable company or whatever can have the broadcast rights to be able to show these shows. Because otherwise it would just be like piracy that people are going on the internet. It's not like Toonami can be like, oh, hey, I like this show. Let's get it. All right, we got it. Let's let's do it. You know, it's not as easy to acquire shows as it once was because back, uh, back in the Cartoon Network days, Toonami was really one of the only places for anime to be showcased to a wide audience you know a large audience so with the streaming sites with netflix really stepping up their game like this year especially um they stepped up their game getting a really big title with seven deadly sins you got Crunchyroll getting all the kind of simulcast stuff that they're doing and like it's now becoming a lot more reliable a lot more feasible for companies to think hey why don't we just send it to there because th- usually uh dubbing companies like funimation sentai and all them they're like if they're really popular through these types of streaming services, then it's like, yeah, this is what we want. We want we're, we have the money to then dub it, things like that. And so it kind of makes it a little difficult because the convenience of streaming. Now, for me personally, and this is very backwards, I really don't like streaming, believe it or not. Sometimes you could have bad internet. Like, it's not every, I mean, that's, that problem is getting less and less, but like, airways are a lot more reliable. When it comes to, oh, hey, I want to watch something instead of waiting for a show to buffer or just like the sites crash and you can't do anything, you can go to a reliable TV station like Adult Swim, you know, to watch Toonami kind of stuff. So the fact that it seems to be that this, that entertainment seems to be getting more and more streaming line. You see Netflix getting their own original programming. You see Amazon Prime doing the same thing. Uh, Hulu is very popular. And then you go to the streaming sites for anime with like Funimation, Hulu, and Crunchyroll. It just, it broadens that, uh, or it divvies up the pie a lot more than it used to be. And so it's troubling because someone might say, hey, 
Netflix is more appealing, even though you know Cartoon Network and Toonami with uh, Adult Swim have a more a feasibly a larger audience because it's not like I mean people share Netflix all the time, you know that kind of a thing. But it's just troubling that you know a lot of popular shows seem to be going to the streaming route before Toonami can really have a chance to say, hey, you know this would be a perfect fit for us. We would like to you know showcase it. Oh, good points. Uh, anything you want to add, Darrell? Well, you know, I'm kind of like CJ, you know. Um, I do have a streaming service in Crunchyroll. You know, I like it, but, you know, I'm not a big fan of it, like, to the point where, you know, I could just watch everything being streamed and watch it on my computer because I would rather watch it on Toonami, you know, because I want to lay down in my bed and watch it on TV, you know. I don't feel like connecting my computer and stuff up to my um, TV and, you know, watching it there. But, and the fact is, you know, Toonami is a part of, like, you know, how can I put this? Toonami is a part of that culture and it's something that, you know, Toonami is just something that was that helped me get through a tough time. And if this continues, you know, it feel like Toonami may go away again and people won't be able to watch certain anime because not everybody can actually afford the streaming service and some people don't want to be bothered with the free part of it because you have to look at the commercials in between. Yeah, I know you may look at commercials on network TV and everything or cable, but it can become real annoying or you have to wait a week before you can watch it, you know, as to where the people who actually pay for it, you know, get it that same day when it, excuse me, when it comes out. Because I would rather see something showed on Toonami than necessarily see it streamed. Or if it's going to be streamed, you know, under the sub, then I would actually rather see a dub on Toonami. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it's not like Toonami hasn't looked at streaming before. They did have Jetstream for a little bit. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah so... Toonami was actually a pioneer when it came to streaming anime right, and action entertainment. Like, I'm wondering if, like, if the future does become streaming, which I personally hope it doesn't, you know, it's a great, it's a great thing to have, you know, look, looking at how it's blown up over, over the course of its time, you know, being as a tangible idea. But like if Toonami then becomes obsolete, which, Oh God, I hope that never happens. You know, I really do enjoy the block too. Maybe adult swim will be like, Hey, we'll have like Toonami as like our streaming kind of thing, because as much as it's enjoyable, to watch, you know, subbed anime when it comes out on different uh, streaming sites. It there's not a Netflix's selection of anime is okay, but it's not, you know, the most extensive thing. Hulu's I don't really know much about their uh, English dubbed anime library. I have to look at that. And so the only one, the only website that I can like go to to really see uh, dubbed anime is Funimation. You know, and that's only their titles. So. Unless I have a Netflix account, I can't really see any Plexus stuff, which I, I really enjoy as Sentai well. Sentai has a site so, as well, the anime network.com. Oh, same kind of deal okay. as Funimation. So I would at least look into Toonami thinking, hey, why don't, like, if, if it's going to become a part where this isn't feasible for us to do anymore, we'll become like a third party kind of a thing to be able to do that. And, and then you might start seeing more shows on the block where it's like, hey, we want, you know, to have multiple outlets so people can see our stuff because it still redirects it to us, you know? Well, Toonami's already upped its streaming presence significantly with, uh, with the uh, 24-hour stream that they do, which is really quite generous, <laughs> to be completely honest, because you don't even need a cable subscription to be able to watch Toonami now, which is kind of unthinkable in the world of cable and the way that's usually worked really incredibly generous i i can't 
I can't say that enough. I mean, yeah, there's certain issues that they occasionally come up with, skipping episodes, what have you, but still, man, it's it's free anime dubbed every week, every day. <laughs> can't uh, can't really complain about that too much. Is it really every day? Because I always like I see it. I see it sometimes, and I'm just off, and then I just don't ever go back on the computer for it. So I, I never know when it actually officially ends. Right. Well, the block encore is always on Sunday morning until Monday morning, and mm-hmm. also on Friday evening after Preflight's new episode until the next Sunday is the is the recap. Of the uh, most recent Toonami. But the rest of the week is a single show marathon. With uh, Toonami pre-flight episodes in between those marathons. Okay. So they've cycled through a lot of shows. They actually played DBZ and One Piece on there. Which I was a bit surprised about. Because I didn't think they would have the rights to do that. But apparently they did. But they've cycled through Attack on Titan and Kill a Kill several times. Uh... Cowboy Bebop, Space Dandy, Ghost in the Shell. All the shows that they have on hand, plus Gurren Lagann, Sword Art Online 2, Blue Exorcist. So apparently those Aniplex shows stick around at least for streaming. Just Maybe it's just yes. like people like those other uh, streaming sites because they get to choose what's on. Although, trust me. Oh, I'm that's not definitely complain. true. I, when I when you can give me you know free, free stuff online, I'm not going to complain about it, but I'm sure they'll, they'll be... Uh, people are like, well, I would, I do like the show, but I wanted to watch something else. Like they yeah. have no control. They, they also have upped their uh, availability of on-demand episodes for people who don't have cable. Like the people who have cable, they can watch the most recent episode if they log in after it airs. But people who don't can still see quite a few of the most recent episodes which is really nice if you get behind, because it's pretty easy to get behind, even if it's a show that's only on once a week. So, yeah, no, even I got behind. I caught up. I caught up with One Piece on, uh, you know, Toonami thanks to On Demand. So, you know, mm-hmm. just because of the simple fact that at some point I'll probably pass out for a second before I wake right back up in the morning. Hmm. Mad that I miss One Piece, even though I'm not a big fan of it like that. It's like at least my TV was on to keep the ratings going. Doesn't the streaming count in their ratings anyway? In a sense, but it's it's definitely not the same. Same as being right. watched on but TV. It, I'm saying at least that could be looked at as a positive in the fact oh, that it's like, yeah, streaming sites are coming, but at all least, you know, not only are, are uh, people are doing all that. Kind of icing on top of the usual stuff, which is good because it means that people who normally would not be able to be counted can be considered part of the, the audience that's actually... You know, making a difference. So that's, and I mean, that's pretty much why I'm not really worried. It's just the part that might be difficult is the then selection of different shows because a lot of good shows that we uh, people will like are, you know, owned up by another company. That's know? true, and I understand the concern over that. But at the same time, I don't think Toonami's in re- any real danger of not having good shows because there's so many good shows out there. Absolutely. They, yeah, I mean, you know, they even can't if I the exclusives, yeah, you know, I think even if it came to the point where you know Toonami would start like airing older shows, just you know, not saying that you know it couldn't happen or it will happen, but I'm pretty sure they could find some shows that would actually work for the current generation too to watch right along with the older generation of Toonami fans. 
You mean it's Hamtaro's coming back? CJ, go to the corner and do not talk for the next five minutes. <laughs> and let You're me comment how annoyed I am that somehow Funimation lost a license to Darker Than Black before Toonami could play it! <laughs> Can I just say that actually was really like weird. That yeah, whole it's super weird. incident. Uh, let's let's not even get into it, but it's just... ah. Yeah. Oh. I mean, if Anaplex picks it up, then they could still feasibly air on Toonami. That might actually up its chances of airing on Toonami, to be honest. <laughs> That'd be great, too. That was a fun show. <laughs> I have not seen enough of it to really say, but I liked what I saw. But, yeah, I'm uh, definitely like, dang, man, maybe they should have played that instead of Champ Blue when they had the chance. <laughs> uh, what you gonna do? Hindsight, you know. Even I was like, oh, I can just watch Darker Than Black whenever it's it's going to be. That brings up a very good point. These shows do not stay on streaming forever. No, they don't. Nope. Granted, they don't stay on Toonami forever either. But it's all a matter of finding exposure points. And mm -hmm. really, this is the thing. Toonami is not really for the anime fans that are watching the simulcast on Crunchyroll, on Funimation's website, on Sentai's website. They're... It's really for a more casual audience that appreciates action animation and Japanese cartoons, but not to the extent that they really seek it out. It's it's more for people who, you know, they were watching Adult Swim already and they've come across Dragon Ball Z, probably seen Dragon Ball Z before, and then they stick around for other things. Toonami has and will always be a gateway into anime. Exactly. And as far as gateways go, yeah, it stinks if they can't get particular shows that are really good gateway anime. Like, I will lament the hell out of not getting a chance to see One Punch Man on Toonami if it doesn't happen. But, you know, that's... I'm, I'm still kind of sad that Seven Deadly Sins, you know? That is kind of a shame, because I really did enjoy Seven Deadly Sins, and that that's honestly the first thing that went to netflix exclusively that i was like dang <laughs> that but it's like something that has mass appeal too. try like it had a little something for all uh older fans and new fans of it so that that one really i'm just like oh yeah and it's like you know it's all of those good shonen series elements that you get in those long long series but 25 20 24 25 episodes and yeah it's still not done but it had a decent enough ending point, arguably a more uh, friendly ending point than Attack on Titan had. <laughs> <laughs> I digress about that. So the thing is, yes, uh, there are certain shows that may never end up on Toonami, and that is unfortunate. But Toonami plays a long game. Think of how long it took before they played Inuyasha, the final act. Yeah, that show had already ran on Neon Alley. It already played through on Hulu. It was already on home video, but they still wanted to play it. So they did. So I got to believe that in the case of some of these other shows that are currently locked up, they may play them eventually. The unfortunate oh, yeah. like Netflix thing is only holds something for five years unless they want to renew it. Usually yeah. that's like it's max. Exactly. I mean, you got to remember, though, Toonami has, like, surprised us at every freaking turn. Things that we thought that we weren't going to get, we got. No one is suspected Parasite 
you know, at one point, nobody's, you know, really nobody expected a, Sen- a show from Sentai. From Sentai well, I, you know, I still had to believe me and Jim. I, you know, I always said that, you know, at some point that a Sentai show would actually appear on Tsunami, and that eventually did happen. So, you know, that's the power of believing, man. <laughs> and then, not to mention, you had stuff like Michiko and Hachin, things that people thought wouldn't work, but actually did work. Mm-hmm. Because in his own right, Michiko and Tahachin actually did have like action in it. You know, it like I, I call it Brazilian bebop because that was the feel that it had to me. But the thing is, like I, I would say, with the streaming, anything that helps the anime industry, I'm happy about that. But still, I still want to see things on Toonami because. Toonami, like CJ said, and like you said, Sketch, it's a great gateway into anime for the casual anime fan. Mm. And who knows, man, these people might get more interested in more things, which means they may go out and start seeking other things and start buying. Or maybe a friend of theirs may see something that they're watching and get interested in and start buying. So mm-hmm. it's a win-win situation if you look at it like that. you got to look at it as a long-term investment. And that's what I look at Toonami because you got to most business plans, you need to have a five-year projection because most companies do fail in the first five years of it being um, open. And, you know, Tsunami is good at, you know, just, they're good at the long ball. The long game is how they work. Yeah. Like you said. They're not on anybody's timetable, really. They definitely do want to get some of these shows right when they're hot off the iron. They they definitely want to get while the iron's hot. But sometimes it doesn't work out that way. Now, the thing is, a lot of people don't even consider Toonami relevant as is. So we're not even going to be concerned with those folks. But there is an undeniable truth to if Toonami could get some of these shows sooner, it would make a bigger impact. Yeah. Like, if they can get the second season simulcast of Attack on Titan, going to be way, way bigger than if they just played it six months later. It's still going to be big if it plays six months later, but it could be so much bigger. And that's kind of the kicker with Dragon Ball Super, and it's not even licensed yet, because obviously people want to see that. That show's ability to draw a crowd was at its peak already. It's all downhill from here. So even though it's still going to do amazing whenever it does end up coming to America... But I don't think this is going to be a real big problem for Toonami because even though they can't get all of these shows because, unfortunately, they only have so much budget and while we'd like to think that they deserve a bigger budget, it's all actually a very small part of Adult Swim's total business. So it's kind of unrealistic to think that they should be getting enough money to buy whatever they want. It all has to come to how effective the costs will be. And if some of these shows are ridiculously expensive and Hulu's like, we'll pay it, then Hulu's going to get it and Turner's going to pass on it. That's just how it is. But I have to believe that there are certain shows that Toonami will fight tooth and nail to get. And I fully believe Gundam is one of those. And uh, somebody recently popped up on my Ask FM to question if it's really a good idea for us to hype the potential of Gundam airing on Toonami that much. And yeah, maybe it will be a letdown. I mean, surely it'd be a letdown 
if Toonami doesn't get Gundam Iron-Blooded Orphans. And it's a very real possibility that they won't, or at least won't get it right away. It could end up going directly to streaming for a time and eventually air on Toonami, or never air on Toonami at all. But why not be a little optimistic? <laughs> I mean, it's a good show. I think it'd be a great fit for Toonami. I'm going to say that. I don't I see no problem with saying that. But I'm realistic enough to think that there is a strong possibility that Toonami won't be able to get it. And that sucks, but I'm sure that they will get something great. There's lots of great shows still out there. And I, they'll throw another curveball like Resurrecting Samurai Jack. Just because it doesn't look like Toonami's going to be able to get anything new because of the way the market is going now doesn't necessarily mean they can't. It just means that they're going to have to put up some mucho dough. And the thing about putting up mucho dough is Turner likes sure bets. And uh, I'd have to figure if Dragon Ball Super was licensed, they'd consider that a sure bet. Attack on Titan Season 2, they're going to consider that a sure bet. Time to hit up the bank, Sketch. We about to set it off. <laughs> Sheesh, really. Let me just say, too, I, I, I don't think Toonami's in a bad place whatsoever. In fact, I think it's getting better. And you, you can, I think, I think you guys could agree that it's looking like fine. There's really nothing to worry about. That's why I'm just like, I'm more just sad that it w- won't be as like a quicker turnaround of what fans would like. But no, Toonami's in a good place right now. It's just, oh, absolutely. maybe I'm just a little jaded against streaming because I work in like a, I work in t- uh, television news and I don't want it to just be solely internet and not, uh, yeah, we really don't want anime to be a streaming only thing. People, we do not want that to happen. That is not a good scenario. Dude, I you want may to be able to think lie it is, but bed. it's not. As it stands, physical media is a lot more difficult to acquire now than it used to be. A lot of shows are not even coming out on physical media where that was just the norm before. Now they're just streaming and, you know, that's nice. That's great, especially when it's free or doesn't cost that much. But a lot of these shows are getting thrown by the wayside because they're too risky to release on home video. But at the same time, a lot of those shows wouldn't even have been licensed before. So it's kind of a double-edged sword and I think what we got going now is a good combination of uh, what's available out there in various forms. And I'd like to see it continue more or less like this. Uh, I think broadcast dubbing is definitely the wave of the future now. We're going to get shows turned around much faster because they can have those conversations faster than they used to be able to with modern technology. And it's still going to take a lot of work. But there's going to be surprises with uh, how quickly things can turn around. And I do fully believe that Toonami could get another broadcast dub like Space Dandy. Just may not be any of the shows that we currently know about. No, i just be honest with you, man. I enjoy buying physical media over, you know, having something download on my computer because I put it to you like this. If your computer goes down, gets a virus, you know. Or that site goes down, like CJ said, then exactly you can't access that media. And it's the same way I am with books. You know, a lot of people's like, well, why don't you just download your books onto the iPod? I was like, number one, I do work at the library. And two, there is just something about turning the pages in a book that is more appealing to me mm. than actually, you know, flipping a screen, you know, to look at words in a <laughs> book. You know, 
yeah, of course, you know, I can store more information, but it's not the same feeling. That's the way I feel about watching anime mm-hmm. on my television as so, you know, opposed to watching on the computer. And you know, the people who bought shows that are currently out of print and not available for streaming anywhere, they're having the last laugh right now. Yeah. <laughs> Sketch, Darrell, you would love seeing my shelves. You would love it. Love it or hate it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? Depends on what you like, but I have... I think I'm, I'm say... more concerned about being jealous. <laughs> oh, let, let's just put it this way. We would, we'd we be okay for a zombie apocalypse. We could hold up in my place. Sweet. Mm. Mm. I'll put it to you like this. Like, there's an anime that I want. It's ridiculously expensive, but I'm going to have to end up breaking down and shoveling the money out for it. But The Legend of the Black Heaven is a very old anime, but it is good to me. You know, it's like, I think probably from the 80s and the 90s, somewhere in that time frame. But, you know, Bo Billingsley is actually the main character in that. In that and Steve Bloom is actually one of the minor characters. But that's the whole thing about physical media. You know, either you buy it then and there or later, you know, when time comes and passes later on, you're not going to be able to get it. And, I mean, they're not even streaming it, so... Uh. You can always roll the dice when it comes to physical media, but sometimes you lose. Yeah, <laughs> that's the whole. That's how I feel about it. You know, you know, there's nothing, no, nothing against streaming, but mm-hmm. it's just something about being able to hold physical media in your hands or you know having it in possession. Mm-hmm. Because I'm still that guy that still buys CDs. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. It's nice to have the physical copy. Yeah. But as far as so Tsunami goes. I don't think we have to worry about them. I, no. There's still plenty of great shows out there that are entirely untapped or will free up eventually. So it's not a huge concern. I Things are definitely tougher than they used to be, but not that much more tougher because there's always been competition. This is just a different kind of competition. And there's no need to press the panic button. No, de- no. definitely not. But at the same time, I don't want to see this streaming versus Toonami, whatever. I like having both. I think we should all be happy with both. (laughs) That's my opinion, anyway. Honestly, when Paul says putting something up on Netflix is useless, I don't agree with that at all. It may not be as effective as getting it onto Toonami as far as getting full exposure for something, but... Having something on Netflix or Hulu, it still gives people the chance to stumble upon them. It's really no different than, you know, finding these shows in the home video aisle of a store. Or, you know, to <laughs> to go way back, it's a lot like back in the day when you had anime sections in Blockbuster Video. <laughs> Ooh, I remember those days. So it's all just the same kind of thing done a little differently. And it's always been to the benefit of anime fandom, all these advances. But Toonami's not going to be left in the dust here, guys. They started the broadcast dub thing, more or less. I mean, there were some simuldubs before then, but Space Dandy happening was a huge deal. And it clearly got Funimation thinking, maybe this is a sustainable thing we can do. And it'd be nice if they threw some of those broadcast dubs over Toonami's way soonish. But in the meantime, Toonami's going to find great shows there. I just wish that like a streaming site doesn't just automatically block 
uh, Toonami. I wish they could share. Why can't we share? You know, a lot of the times they can, but certain it's about profits, certain deals. Yeah, it's it's weird. Yeah, we're not gonna talk about that though. We're gonna let that go. Yeah, but you know, at the same right, <laughs> I bet that there's uh, people who are currently frustrated that say Netflix and Hulu can't show uh, Kill a Kill's dub because Toonami has the rights. So it goes both ways. That'll be okay, though. You gotta look at it. Hulu and Netflix have gotten, like, a few more things than what Toonami has, so... You know, fair is fair. It's Toonami's toy right now, so Toonami doesn't have to share it. <laughs> it's like they don't have to share toys with Toonami. Oh, then. We've been taking a little trip down memory lane lately, and since CJ's here and he hasn't talked about his gateway anime yet, we want to take a little moment to let him discuss what got him into anime. I know, it's one of the more depressing stories I could ever give, <laughs> only because uh, I w- my family didn't have Cartoon Network back when Toonami first started in 97. So for me, I wasn't able to see any type of uh, Japanese animation when I was that young until I started uh, watching Kids WB or uh, Fox Kids during Saturday morning cartoons. And pretty much the first two shows that come to mind when it comes to Gateway, and I... I Due to like looking up the years of when they were like first broadcast, I can paint a more accurate picture. It was Pokemon and Card Captor uh, Sakura on Kids WB, the the old dub where they just like everything was out of order and they tried to make it so it was appealing to the demographic to not only girls but uh, boys my age at the time. So those were really the first two shows that I was like, oh, this definitely seems different from what I'm used to watching on like Nickelodeon. So. Those were the two shows, and I did I did one, watch Digimon as well. And I enjoyed that, and probably the most uh, underrated like first shows that I really like became passionate about when it came to watching anime was Metabots on Fox Kids, which I still like. I need to. I wish I could find like whether it be physical media of that or someone streaming that. I'm not sure if there is, and if there is, please tell me on Twitter. Tell me on where, wherever it needs to be because I loved Metabots a lot. It was I think so Discotech got Metabots. No, I think they may. If have. they do, I'm, I'm going to be checking. It's either right Discotech after this or Right Stuff, but I feel like it was Discotech. Oh, that just made my day. But I really, really liked the, that show. But the first, uh, when it comes to people asking, what was your first? It was pretty much a combination of Pokemon and Cardcaptor Soccer. And you could even throw in Digimon and Yu-Gi-Oh in there as well, but it, it was it was pretty much those two, I would say. Hmm. All right. Can't be mad at that. Yeah. yeah, I didn't get Toonami until like 1999, <laughs> so I was relying <laughs> on the syndicated and the Fox Kids and Kids WB. And like I said, when it was my turn, I nary missed an episode of Pokemon because it, I would wig out if I did. <laughs> <laughs> I was way into that show. Still, still uh, very entertaining. The old episodes, anyway. I uh, I dislike that Ash is still incredibly stupid, <laughs> and somehow still ten years old. There are more episodes of Pokemon than there are days in the year. So Almost how three. is Ash Ketchum still ten years old? I don't know. Yeah, you think his nuts would have dropped at some point, man? He would have probably tried to holler at Misty or something. Holla. I mean, she did kind of look cute in that kimono, man. 
We need to have uh, some station just play every episode of Pokemon for for just like like what the FX did with The Simpsons. Oh man, every Pokemon. Well, technically, ever. Boomerang could do it, but I don't think they will. If they do happen to play an hour of the old episodes uh, every afternoon. I think I don't get Boomerang anymore. And frankly, I'm not too disappointed about that because it's kind of <laughs> yeah, not 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 too thrilled at Boomerang, but uh, well, but they play an hour of Pokemon a day, so hey, there's that. <laughs> it's more than Pokemon Cartoon Network does. They only play a half hour, and with that many episodes, it's not nearly enough. <laughs> hey, I get to watch the Smurfs on the Boomerang, man. I don't think Smurfs is currently on Boomerang. I'll be seeing in the morning somewhere. So I'm gonna be coming on. Mm, maybe it is one of the shows that they generally still play. They they play a handful of like really iconic shows. Like they thankfully play Looney Tunes, Flintstones, uh, Tom and Jerry. Those those staples, of course. And uh, the Smurfs is pretty well established on there too. But that's kind of all they do. Oh, and Scooby Doo. Many, many versions of Scooby-Doo. But, yeah, you don't you don't get much in the way of, say, Yogi Bear, Huckleberry Hound. Certainly not Johnny have, uh... Quest. There are, like, no action cartoons on Boomerang except for Pokemon. There's no Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? No, Nickelodeon yeah. has Ninja Turtles. Oh, oh, right, right, right. Yeah. Oh, man. I wish the 80s Ninja Turtles would air on some network, but I don't think even Nickelodeon has that. But I have all the DVDs, so whatever. <laughs> Sketch, bring them over. I would like to see that again. Oh, man. That's, that's a lot of episodes. <laughs> man, I remember when I was such a big Ninja Turtle fan, and then I met Sketch, and I was like, you know what? You are the master Sketch, because I will never be I at the Sensei. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. Shisho! Yes, thank you. Which actually brings me to my point. Since Paul brought up Thundercats... And that's technically a co-production, so I'm not going to say it's not anime, but it's kind of not. <laughs> but before I got into anime, I was really into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And actually, the first five episodes were animated by Toei Animation. <laughs> hey, transit of property, that makes it anime. Yeah, so. well, more or less. But I really think that my appreciation for Ninja Turtles is kind of what drawed me to anime japanese culture entertainment in general because you know all of that was in there of course it was highly americanized and silly but samurai pizza cats uh, <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I got more fur than any turtle ever had uh, but yeah that that definitely uh it's definitely one of the reasons that i think that i got into anime when i did because it was kind of Reminded me of what I liked about Ninja Turtles to an extent. Of course, the storylines were much, much deeper. <laughs> well, not for Samurai Pizza Cats, but even for Pokemon. <laughs> Pokemon had, like, more gripping drama than Ninja Turtles ever had. <laughs> well, cartoon, like the original Ninja Turtles cartoon. Then the 2003 series came out from 4Kids Entertainment, known for destroying anime such as One Piece. And that's is highly anime-inspired, but animated in Korea. <laughs> well, you gotta outsource somewhere. Yeah, exactly. And that's that was my jam. I really loved the 2003 Ninja Turtles. And, you know, that was around the time, 2003, 
around the time I was watching Yu Yu Hakusho, Roroni Kenshin, the tail end of the last episodes of Dragon Ball Z, more episodes of Dragon Ball. So along those lines, I was also watching the four kids Ninja Turtles, and that definitely played a factor into the kinds of shows that I liked and still like. It's all kind of an amalgamation of elements there. Yes, it is, you know. Mm-hmm. But I just put it to you like this, man. When people say anime, I look at all animation as anime because it means animated anyway. Anyway, you just have Japanese animation, French animation, Canadian animation. <laughs> that, that's that's. I was like, you know, that's that's how animation I look at is it. animation, and you know that is yeah. another good point. It, I, it's a freaking cartoon, people. Some just have more adult situations than others. Why do you like Cowboy Bebop? Bebop? Because you probably liked Batman the Animated Series. <laughs> I like both, yeah. yeah exactly. I watch those all the time. Yeah. There's Ooh, you said Paul's a Thundercats fan? Oh yeah. Yep. I believe that the entire like nineteen eighty five series is now on Amazon Prime. I just found it. I know it's on Amazon. I think the total price for like buying all the seasons is like ninety some bucks. No, I think he's talking about streaming it for uh, well, not oh, for free. Yeah. Yes, if you have yes, Amazon stream. membership. Yeah. 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 Like I said, I rather I just rather put those DVDs in the um DVD player and just watch those, man. Again, I think... streaming versus physical media. <laughs> there we go. The battle because, continues. Like I said, look here, man. I have. I'm just. That's just how I am. I mean, I could curl up on the couch, man, have a couple of birds or some food and watch that and have a good time, man. Like that's a date right there, man. Watch anime and eat pizza. I'm with you, man. After this podcast, I'm going to return to watching some uh, Terror and Resonance. Just got that in the mail. See what I mean? Uh-huh. People, this is the point of having physical media. It's all a matter of what's convenient to you. There are a lot of people out there who really can't watch shows streaming. And, you know, bummer for them because that's the way a lot of shows are only available. So, <clears throat> be kind to your brethren that can't stream. Don't mock them. We don't mock them. I just make fun of them. <laughs> Are you making fun of Jen right now? Oh well, you know what? <laughs> you it. Savage, savage indeed. Oh my! Oh, we've already dude. been talking for quite a bit, but uh, might as well do these emails. Yeah. <laughs> An email from Tenma nine seventy five. Since he's discussing his gateway anime. Hello, folks. I listened to the episode 182 recently and found the discussion about gateway anime quite enjoyable. Sketch's enjoyment of Samurai Pizza Cats and Gundam Wing, Jim talking about Evangelion, and Darrell talking about various shows of his past, like Star Blazers. It got me thinking about my personal journey through anime. When I was five, in 1997, I got Pokemon Blue for Christmas and discovered the show soon after. I was strictly a Nick and Kids WB kid for the remainder of the 90s, and then around 2000, I found Cartoon Network. I slowly got into Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball, thanks to my older brother. I got into Yu-Gi-Oh, despite thinking it was totally stupid when it first started airing. Then in 2002, I found Yu Yu Hakusho on Adult Swim and watched it on occasion. I was intrigued by the story, the characters, the fights, and the swearing. I remember loving Yusuke versus Kazumaru's fight, because of all those shuriken. They continuously track you and have gunpowder in them? Sign me the f*** up! Kurama is still one of my favorite fictional characters, mostly due to being a positive, non-comedic portrayal 
of an intelligent character in a work of fiction. That blew my mind. I was a smart kid, and I thought the world didn't think highly of me because of that. Christmas of 2002, I received a copy of my first issue of American Shonen Jump that Viz put out for a while. I spent the next few years slowly growing my knowledge of anime, and I only stuck to TV because I had no idea there were so many other fans on the internet or about the many shows that just didn't make it to American TV. I sat through a few 4Kids dubs, early Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh!, original GX, Fighting Foodons, Ultimate Muscle, and yes, One Piece. Watched Naruto, Bobobo, and maybe one or two others. I didn't start looking for more stuff until 2009, when I was 17. I was quite casual for a while. Well, that sums up my anime journey. Here's to many more years of being a complete nerd. Stay gold! From Tenma975. I'm glad that we could actually, um, you know, inspire you to tell us about your experience with it. Yeah, so, uh... Ultimate Muscle, too. Other folks... <laughs> Ultimate Muscle was one yeah. of the more entertaining <laughs> dubs four kids put out. <laughs> also, that theme song. Is... That theme song, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have a question for you, Sketch. Is Ultimate Muscle four kids' four kids's version of Ghost Stories for Sentai? Uh, not exactly. I mean, all four kids doves were kind of like that. I also didn't think their Shaman King dub was too bad. I think no, Shaman King wasn't too bad. It it didn't stray from the source material dramatically, and I I just meant in terms of comedy, uh, but yeah, they they punched up all the scripts, no doubt about it. But <laughs> also, Jocko Love <laughs> was Jocko, Jocko. Jocko, really. And Horo Horo became Trey Racer. <laughs> but at least the main character kept his name. Yo, Asakura. Uh, what, was the, what was the name of the the spirits? What was the name of that? It was voiced by Sean Schimmel. Oh. Darn, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. <sighs> I can't do the Into the Blade line because I can't remember his name. Uh, <laughs> whatever your name is, Into the Blade! <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and I actually did not hate their dub of Mew Mew. I I know it's a travesty, but it's kind of entertaining despite that. But <laughs> seriously, who thought that the guy who voiced Shredder was appropriate to voice a teenager? Tonight I that was a gravelly voiced kid, let me tell you. <laughs> now we have another email from Artorelia. Hello, Toonami Faithful. There are at least two shows that I would like to see air, which I thought I'd mention. One is Excel World, which you've already talked about. The other is Guy Ray Zero, which I started watching on Netflix. However, I was so slow about keeping up with it that when I finally did come back to finish it, they had already taken it down. Oh, that sounds familiar. <laughs> Maybe you got all the time in the world and poof, gone. Exactly. I only watched a few episodes, but I'm interested to see how it ends. I don't know if Toonami could get the rights to it or if they would want to. I know it's a short show, but they did air Dead Man Wonderland, so why not this? You're not the first person I've seen recommend Guy Ray Zero for Toonami. I kind of wonder if there is an ending. <laughs> that would play a factor. I, I kind of feel like they're going to play a short show that's old and doesn't have an ending. I mean, it's got to be really good. <laughs> Be a better option than Blood, man, like some people have suggested. Yeah. I actually like that, but yeah, you can't you can't put that with the ending of it has. <laughs> I, I enjoyed the show, just, but ooh. Uh, like 
certain shows manage to give you a cliffhanger ending that's still satisfying. No Game No Life makes me want more, but at the same time, I'm generally satisfied with where it ended. I felt like I got enough out of the experience. Uh, same with One Punch Man. One Punch Man had a great final episode of that season, and it capped it well, and it didn't make me feel like I lost out on something per se, but there's certainly more story to tell. Dead Man Wonderland's ending was okay-ish, but it really feels like it just ends. But there's other shows that are, they literally just stop. And that's not shows that I think Toonami should necessarily air. <laughs> like Magical Warfare. I finally finished that. Oh, Whoa, what a, God. What a troll job. Oh, I liked it too. Like so All the way up to that, I was like, oh, I need more. But like, oh, that was such a... That's not even the biggest troll job of an ending in anime. You want to know mine? Madaka Box. How about Madaka Box Abnormal? How that ended? Dude. Like, and that even had 24, like, you have 24 episodes of that franchise and it ended there? Yeah, it did. It ended. I got, I own both copies and I was just like, that OVA. I was well, like, I suppose the they... manga was still going at the time. Oh, don't worry about it. I, I finished up everything in the manga, dude. That, that's where I got my closure. I'm going to have to do it then. That's the thing they do with a lot of shows, and the show is really just there to promote the manga so that yeah, people buy it. Because Magical Warfare was garbage at the end. And uh, I'm not going to even talk about Al No Zero again. <laughs> yeah. Biggest disappointment in my life with a mecha, dude. I well, refuse to buy it. I don't re- spoil it, man. I'm only 12 in. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> then you sure. will suffer. For- Suffer greatly. But yeah, Guy Ray Zero, what I saw of that show was intriguing. There's certainly a lot of things going on there that are interesting. I don't know if the sum of its parts are really that great, but I I would welcome it. It would be an interesting diversion for, what, 12 weeks? But the thing about the short shows is they gotta be really worth it because... Even if it's a cheap one, they got to come up with another show right quick. If, like, if they buy two of them in a row, I guess that could work. I think that they might try that one of these days, but for some reason, they've largely avoided doing that other than Dead Van Wonderland. So, I don't know. This could be the year that we see them play another 12 episode show. Maybe. Possible. I, I certainly hope so because I really want One Punch Man. One punch! One punch! I <laughs> would have sounded better if I was an RA horse. <laughs> I just well, love the intro where he punches the star in the face. <laughs> that, great. that intro is so hype. Oh my gosh, so hype. That should do it for the show this week. Uh, so uh, let's get out of here. You can email us at podcast at tunamifaithful.com. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, Tumblr, and SoundCloud. Our Facebook is facebook.com backslash Toonami Faithful Podcast. Our Twitter is at Toonami Podcast. And our Tumblr is toonamifaithfulofficial.tumblr.com. Our SoundCloud is soundcloud.com backslash Toonami Faithful Podcast, where you can find all the episodes, listen to them directly from there. You can also visit podcast.toonamifaithful.com for all the episodes of the podcast and play them on our websites. And if you like what we do and want to give us some help in pursuing broadening our coverage, 
you can go to patreon.com backslash tsunami faithful podcast and pledge monthly for whatever amount you're comfortable with and uh, we would appreciate even a dollar a month you have our deepest appreciation yes you do it does not go to the derail maddox booze fund trust me it doesn't nope no that's my wallet <laughs> you're learning <laughs> yeah, I know, right? He has learned quite well in his short time with us. I know, I'm still a baby on the website, aren't I? Yeah, but you're... <laughs> you're, uh... The sum of your work is is uh, arguably far greater than some of the other people that are on staff at TsunamiFaithful.com. So, I, I, I mean, I'll you've done a lot it, of stuff in a very short amount of time, so you, you passed up a lot of us real quick. So, yeah, you I actually think you've written more articles than I have. Which Darrell, I, I plead the fifth. You know, I, I will go in that corner. I will be in the fetal position, wait for you to like tell me orders and stuff. I, I am not starting nothing on this. No, you have put out more content than a lot of other people on the staff, man. Seriously, like I don't write articles. I tend to, um, you know, my thing is human resources and writing articles for geeky for the most part. I mean, I try to make Toonami a little better just by putting out a weekly Saturday thing, get people hyped, hyped for the block. And you're doing a great job. So, CJ, Aww. tell the people where they can find you. Well, if I was Paul, Darrell would say in a dumpster. But you could find me on Twitter at CJ Maffris, S-E-A-J-A-Y Maffris, M-A-F-F-R-I-S. And I tweet out you know, my thoughts on anime stuff, simulcast stuff, tsunami stuff, and sports. That's always, you know, it's always nice. Be a little diverse, but... You can find me on Twitter there. Tweet at me. Discuss all kinds of stuff, like my latest article about mechas and anim- and Toonami. Haven't seen one in a little bit. Kind of hoping we do. I know Darrell does. But Jesse Prince. <laughs> Mr. Darrell, where can the people find you? Well, you can find me at uh, ukami underscore samurai7 at twitter.com. If you want to ask me questions, you can do that at s.fm backslash ukami75. And if you want to send me any emails, you can do that at derailmaddox at tsunamifaithful.com. And I'll be over your house later, bae. Okay, then. This, this was not arranged, but I welcome it. And you can follow me on Twitter at Sketch1984, on Tumblr, sketch1984.tumblr.com. You can ask me questions on ask.fm backslash sketch1984. And if you have any comments or suggestions for the podcast, you can direct those to either of the emails, sketch at tunamifaithful.com or podcast at tunamifaithful.com. And that will do it for this episode of the Tunami Faithful Podcast. Thank you for listening each and every week. We really appreciate that you're listening to us and that you care. It's it's nice to know you care. And with that, we out. Deuces! Nobody's gonna say kisses. Kisses. I stand corrected.